Super Bowl week is here. It is time to crown a champion. Will it be the Philadelphia Eagles, who formerly won it in 2017? Or will it be the Kansas City Chiefs, who formerly won it in 2020? Come on, NFL, let's spread the love a little. Ah, this is the push-off. everybody to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last weekend and gets you ready for Super Bowl 57. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's Dan Antonio Brown, OnlyFans subscriber, right? I can't believe you keep telling people that. <laughs> Listen, it's free. It's a free seven-day trial. How can you not sign up for an Antonio Brown OnlyFans? And also, how did I not expect, after signing up for an Antonio Brown OnlyFans, to not immediately see Antonio Brown's penis? Yep. But alas, I did. So, that's off the bucket list, I guess. Everybody, we're Everybody, on to other more productive things. They try They try to take away the uh, the attention from the Super Bowl week. I mean, all, all eyes of, the, uh, of America and... You know, now starting to ex- expand as the NFL is into their London and Mexico and Germany, and that hand yeah. reaches far. There's a lot of people paying attention. That it is a Super Bowl week. It's time to see who's going to win this between Chiefs and Eagles. Super Bowl LVII, that is 57, or Super Bowl Louis, as we are calling it here. Louis, Super Bowl Louis. Um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy how much. Like we had NFL Europe for a while, and it. The crowds were never raucous. The crowds at the NFL games in Europe have been insanely packed. Yep. Like, you have to say, I don't know if they're going to be able to immediately sustain a fan, like, Full four franchise. teams. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to do, like, franchises, but, you know, they're going to see more and more games over there. You know, the second I think we get eight games in Europe, that's when we have a team in Europe. Yeah, half the but season. Then, then you've got expansion. You know, you're probably adding four teams if that's the case. Yeah, and that's what they want to do, and it's just money. And yeah, that's they. I mean, at a certain point, you don't want an oversaturation of the market. We're playing 25 weeks, and everybody's hurt, and you have two full separate teams. You see, you know, it's hard to keep track then. But until then, uh, more. More of what we love is more of what we love. That's that's okay. Uh, before we discuss the big Super Bowl, though, Dan, yeah, let's discuss the news around the league. Um, and uh, we're coaching hires, all that good stuff, and, you know, we have the Pro Bowl. So let's uh, let's talk about the stuff we had. Uh, first thing in the news here, um, found out Tom Brady is not uh, going to be immediately jumping to the mic. He's going to take... Well, we don't know what he's doing. He's going to be joining Fox Broadcasting in 2024. I think that's smart. I mean, I would not be surprised if somewhere in the beginning of the season he's like, yeah, I think I'd rather come into the booth. Like, I don't know. Have you ever been laid off for a long stretch of time? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've 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 gone through some shifts in in uh, in employment. Yeah. When I remember when I first got laid off, I used to work seasonal, and when I got laid off, I was like, "Oh man, this is great." Because it was a seasonal job. Sure. So I'm like, I, you know, I have my job's coming up. I'm just a couple months off. I'll be on unemployment. And I just, you know, scrimp and save a little bit. After about a week and a half, I was like going insane. Mm-hmm. I was losing my mind. Now, obviously, Tom Brady and his access to millions of dollars and like he could at a moment go, I'm going to like, I'm going to fly you Ibiza mm-hmm. and uh, have myself yes. a weekend and really have a good time. Whereas I was, you know living in the winters in Chicago with an income under $30,000. A little bit of a different life experience. But I think if you are someone who is restless, it doesn't matter. You're going to want to do something else. You're going to want to do, you know, he's going to want to get into the competition. He's going to want to get into something. I would not be shocked if he doesn't go straight to Fox News, but goes to something weird and competitive, like starts getting really into darts. And we start seeing Tom Brady show up at like dart tournaments we're like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, I got to do something. And then eventually joins the booth in 2024. <laughs> does that this, wouldn't shock me. Does this leave it open for if somebody needs a hired gun because somebody gets hurt uh, heading into next season? Like he skips uh, training camp and preseason stuff and just let me uh, the 46-year-old have at it. You kind of need that don't, at that age, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think he's going to be too much of a control freak. Sure. To be like, oh, let me just go into a spot that's like not really ready for me, and I'll I'll do what they want me to do. You know, there was True. that's for the Brett Favre's of the world that are like, man, it doesn't really matter. I'm just so fucking talented. Like for Tom Brady, he's like, no, no, no. I have a way that things need to go. You know, he's so controlling that I don't think like once he says I'm done and the season gets started, there's no room for Tom Brady to come back. If he does, it tarnishes that that. You know that legacy that he has uh, tried desperately to to upheld. So I get it. Uh, but he, like we said, he's coming from Fox Broadcasting at least in twenty twenty four. He's not going to go far away from this game that he has now. You know, encompassed his life for longer than he's been. A you know, we talked about that that stat that he's been in the league longer than he's been a not in the league in his life. Yeah. That, that's how you can't get away from it. That's how you know Tom Brady ain't going yeah. nowhere. His time from womb to league is smaller than his time from league to now to now. Yeah, yeah. not even yeah yeah retire. Um, speaking of stepping away from the league, I heard that AJ Green is now retiring from the NFL. Uh, that broke this week. Um, can't get every one of these uh, retirement news ones, but Dan, your thoughts on AJ Green? Long time Cincinnati Bengal ended his year there, or its career there in Cardinals, Arizona. Uh, AJ Green was a phenomenal talent. You got to remember the draft class where it was AJ Green and Julio Jones coming out, and they were both just of their generation, yeah. one of the best wide receivers. I don't think he is Hall of Fame good. He has just over 10,000 receiving yards for his career, doesn't have 100 TDs, but was the number one target on a pretty good Bengals offense for nearly a decade. Mm-hmm. And that that's something, man. I mean, A.J. Green was a hoot to watch. He doesn't strike you as being particularly fast, but his body control, his hands were exceptional. His route running was tremendous. A slightly, like... His build, if he was a little bit more muscular and a little faster, this is Megatron-level ability. He probably had better hands and body control than Calvin Johnson. Just didn't have the mass and the speed. But in terms of a complete wide receiver, 
for the modern NFL. This guy was truly, truly amazing. And uh, someone that owes him a lot of money is Andy Dalton. Uh, he really elevated Andy Dalton's game. But, uh, you know, the last few seasons, he he struggled with, you know, inconsistencies and injuries. I mean, he missed all of 2019 with an injury, and then it was his last year in Cincy. So, like, he, he has been on the downslide for, like, six years, but his first five or six years in the league were tremendous. Yep. He was always a good uh, uh, spot the top. Uh, that ball, uh, top of the drop oh, yeah. kind of thing, and and uh, spectacular catches, things like that. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. AJ Green is uh, oh, somebody who, if if you played fantasy football, look for this guy too. He was for oh, yeah. a long, long time. He was on somebody's uh, team there. So, uh, will be... after after the age of thirty, thirty and after, he never had a season over 850 yards and he never had a season over six TDs. Well, I, so, I didn't either. So I can't judge the guy. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, hanging it up now. So yeah, we'll see what happens with, with his legacy as we go on too. um, hall of very good and Bengals hall of famer. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You get, get some Bengals recognition. If what they do in a ring of honor type of way, that makes sense. Let's, uh, Oh, the other thing is, um, Giants and Seahawks now discussing about keeping their QBs. These are both uh, playoff teams in the NFC. Geno Smith, Daniel Jones seems to be coming back, but on franchise tags. Which makes sense. I mean, there's both of these guys were like, wow, what a crazy year you've had. Just in time. Nothing that you've you've previously done would tell us that that is going to keep happening. You know, this is an outlier. So you go, hey, let's take a franchise tag. And if you're Daniel Jones, that's more money than you've made in your entire career so far. And and for Geno Smith, you're probably making about as much money on this one season as your whole career so far. So it makes sense. And both of these guys are still young enough that if they play another good season, they're looking at a five- or six-year top-level contract. You know, if you're even a top-15 QB, you're looking at $100 million plus. Um, yeah, and yeah, so the longer term contracts aren't going to be in there. If if you have still questions on these guys, you get a year rental and you see what happens. Kirk Cousins lived on that rental for like two, three years in a row in Washington, and he turned out yeah. fine with his money. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, that's basically what I have in news, other than the coaching hires. Uh, there was a turn of those this week, and it's mostly defensive coordinators. Uh, the one that led the week uh, in news was Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio going to Miami. He's going to be the Dolphins' new defensive coordinator. Uh, a year removed from being the Broncos' head coach. In an interesting way there, there was that rumor when Sean Payton got hired in Denver that maybe Vic Fangio would come be his defensive coordinator. And wouldn't that be awkward coming back in Denver and being <laughs> like, you're not the boss, though. You're going to be down over here. Yeah, I don't think you could really do that. It's you know? a tough. It's move. too close. Maybe a decade later, you know, maybe a decade later. <laughs> but it's it's just too much of a demotion. Um, I think this makes sense. I mean, you know, Miami, the Miami defense is pretty good, and Vic Fangio has not had a bad defense anywhere he's ever gone. You know, basically any single team that he's ever been a D coordinator coach for or position coach. Has been real good. Bless you. That snuck up on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, he was a he's a defensive consultant, you know, with the Eagles right now, who have been pretty fucking good 
And then the Denver Broncos, which never had a bad defense, always a bad offense. The Bears, anemic offense, great defense. And then the Niners. That's what he's done since 2011. Yep. What a fucking resume. Yeah, we've yeah we've always liked Vic Fangio. I think honestly, when he got the starting the head coaching stuff in Denver, we're like, this is probably a good bet. Yeah, give Vic Fangio this uh, attempt now. And the Bears' defense kind of fell off when he left. Um, oh, so yeah. back to coordinator, back to where he is a tested and tr- proven uh, a success there. Uh, for Miami, who, uh, oh, yeah, didn't they just trade for Nick Chubb last season? No. Um, I don't know who all they get to keep. This is a whole off season they got to go through. Bradley Chubb. Bradley, Bradley Chubb. Chubb. I was going to say, yeah, that's not the right job. Uh, there's a whole lot of uh, off season they got to go through, and we have to figure out who he keeps and who fits the Vic Fangio system, which is, isn't yeah. that a very much a 4-3? Oh, no, he runs a 3-4. Okay, I see. What do yeah. I know about Vic? And you got to be careful about your chubs. <laughs> I tell you this because I recently signed up for an Antonio Brown only fans, <laughs> and I'm telling you. Walk into that one. Um, because he did, Vic Fangio did not take the Broncos job. That went to Jairo? Is, is I know Evero. Uh, Giro Evero. Evero, uh, Panthers defensive coordinator, uh, was the Broncos defense coordinator last season. I'm sorry. I got that mixed around. He was defensive uh, coordinator for the Broncos. He's not staying there because uh, of Sean Payton. So he goes to Carolina. Carolina hires them, hires Evero as his new uh, coordinator. Yeah. I mean, he's a young dude. He's only 42. Um, and he's a British dude. Is that so, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, he's uh, born in England. In England, Nigero Evero. Um, yeah, uh, did pretty good in Denver. Did he? Where was he prior Denver? Because even that was just one year with Hackett, right? Or was he there with Fangio? He was on. He was the Rams, so he was a safeties coach and uh, then a secondary coach for the Rams. So okay, Super got a D Bowl coordinator there. position. Yeah, okay. had one good year with the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know how he hooked up with Hackett, which was weird. Um, it might have just because he was a quality control coach with Green Bay in 2016, but mm. um, yeah, it's the Carolina Panthers also don't. I don't know exactly what the connection is. He goes between, with Frank Reich now, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't remember him ever coaching with Frank Reich, which is the strange thing. But you know, he's a he's still a young hot head coaching or a not head coaching candidate yet, but he's a young hot D coordinator that we're probably going to hear about in the next year. Well, he got a few interview choices there. Minnesota wanted him to interview too. Uh, They end up hiring Brian Flores. Uh, He'll be my Vikings defensive coordinator. This one, he was the Steelers linebackers coach just last season. Then we all know he was the Dolphins head coach just the year before that. Yeah. Yep. Just the year before that. Um, Thought he kind of, I thought he was burning bridges suing the NFL for the, um, Rooney rule and then saying that his ownership asking them to to tank um, had that was it the last season in Miami they started 0-7 and then turned it around on the so yeah Brian Flores it was the tank for two a year that he refused to actually tank for t- two yeah um, and they ended up and he was actually, Brian Flores was the Dolphins head coach last year no Brian Flores was Dolphins last no it was uh it was last prior, year. You're right. That's true. When you're saying last year, that's right. This season's not over yeah. yet. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He was in the 2021 to 2022 season. He was the Dolphins head coach and out wound up finishing with the exact same record that McDaniel finished with this year, except McDaniel's made the playoffs. So a little different. So, okay. So there you go. So, yeah, Brian Flores is an interesting 
uh, one here. But back to defensive coordinator is going to be joined in the Vikings, and that defense will look very different uh, in the offseason, oh, too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and because Steve Wilkes did not get uh, the head coach job that he was interning for in Carolina, he is going to be the defensive coordinator in San Francisco now. Uh, the Niners, who lost their coordinator uh, to head coach in um, Texans. We talked Houston. about that last week. Yeah, DeMarco Ryans. D'Amico Ryan, excuse me. Uh, Steve Wilkes heads over to San Francisco. So Steve Wilkes is probably desperate to become a head coach again because the fastest way to become a head coach in the NFL is be a D coordinator San Francisco. for these yeah. fucking San Francisco. Yeah, because it literally is Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans. If you're a minority hire um, since 2017 – you are 2-0 and becoming a head coach in the NFL if you've served underneath Shanahan as a D coordinator. Now, D'Amico Ryan's had at least two seasons there before Sa- you know, Salah had few, too. So it's not like we're having a yeah. guy uh, inherit an amazing defense and then go get a new job. Um, no, no. I mean, they. but once again, you could say D'Amico Ryan's did inherit a pretty fucking oh, yeah. good defense. Yeah, he walked in a good situation there when Robert Salah left. That's true. But he didn't blow it up. And he didn't, he didn't nope. get any worse. Managed it well. Yeah, so Managed it he gets well. his job in uh, Houston. Um, those are former Forty Nine er D coordinator as well, Vic Fangio. There you go, Vic Fangio rolling around there too. Uh, was he under uh, the same head coach there? Uh, under uh, he was under Harbaugh. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, makes sense. Uh, so those are our hires for coaches, defensive coordinators. Um, we talked about how a lot of offensive coordinators went last week. These are the defensive coordinators. We are still waiting on some head coaches in Arizona and Indianapolis. Um, Ursay is on uh, round five or six, I heard, of head coaching hires. It's it's like the same three guys, and Jeff Saturday's still in the boat, I hear. I don't know. I mean, dude, if he winds up making a Jeff Saturday long term, that's fucking fantastic. That's just <laughs> hilarious. It certainly gives you a fuel for the fire of our show, yeah, and other things that just wild. But um, I mean, he just didn't do a good job. <laughs> like it, it, if somebody, if if Jeff Saturday came out here and did a fucking great job, and even won like four out of six, yeah, there we'd would be like, hey, still be legit. some questions though, being like, okay, but that was fun and all, but you got to really participate in this now moving forward. You're at, that's Jeff where Saturday. I would be in that situation. But here, you had your Cowboys game where they gave up five touchdowns in a quarter. He had the Vikings oh, game the following week where they gave up the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah, he can't it's, get this it's job. It's so bad. No, it's so bad. And I love Jeff Saturday. And Jeff Saturday was a great offensive lineman. And he seems like a pretty fucking cool guy. Yeah. But you know what? Do something else, Jeff. <laughs> Do something else. This is not your thing. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. No. 47 years old. Have a good time. Drink with Jim Irsay. Do not coach for him. Um, Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, Arizona. I think Flores was, was rumored as being a uh, potential head coach there, but um, you questioned if maybe he wanted to go into another situation where he didn't really uh, fit with the co- uh, you know, quarterback situation. You know, him and Tua sure. didn't see eye to eye, and Kyler Murray... Whoever gets the head next head coaching job in Arizona is going to be asked to work with Murray. Yeah, I mean, at least if you're going to the Colts, it's like, listen, what's the QB situation? Go draft one. Like yeah. that's that's the answer. 
in Arizona, it's like, don't draft one, and also you don't have one for at least a half a year. It's rough. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck. It doesn't look good for whoever walks into there, so good luck. And and Bidwell is not known to be a patient owner when it comes to head coaches because he's the guy that fired Steve Wilkes when they had a bad quarterback situation in less than a year. So, you know, Steve Wilkes has made a series of bad decisions. The ownership of the Cardinals has been bad for a long time. But he's Like, people, he's got aside from Kurt airplane. Warner, they've been shitty. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. We, it's been a shitty organization. We got to watch Bidwell fly his airplane right in the uh, 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 Hard Knocks uh, midseason. Right? Oh yeah, He's fucking uh, his own plane. I have so much money, I fly myself. Fuck you, Michael Bidwell. Yeah. You know how much jet fuel is. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, moving right along. There, this was a rough weekend, and it, uh, for anybody who listens to us with the fandom that that you know, uh, we have too. You know exactly what we're talking about. There was no kickoff. There's no real football happening this weekend. There was something called the the Pro Bowl games, and that was the uh, you know the little bit of uh, um, edge you took off of your obvious um, addiction to the sport that you all have, like we do too. I'm not I'm not judging sure. you. I'm just telling you this it was rough here. And so if you guys are going through some withdrawal. We're here for you. I personally loved it. Oh. Because I also designed the Pro Bowl. No, that's true. I wanted to segue into uh, how great this Pro Bowl games is your vision. But, um, yeah, it, it was. I was just trying to say it was rough without real football. But, yeah, let's talk about it. Pro Bowl games, Dan. You, guys, go back and listen. Dan talked about this, said we should just play this. How close? How close were they to uh, your perfection? Real, real close. The only I don't like the stationary QB shit. Okay, you know, yep, yep. I I wanted more in terms quarterback of club. you know the old the old quarterback club like making Tom Brady run through some fucking. They loops. showed That's what we they want. showed the old Peyton Manning in the Colts jersey oh, yeah. running around the guys and jumping over. I bet uh, ownerships are like nah, no more. Yeah, are you. Bending my quarterback's knees in any sort of way. <laughs> don't this stupid. Don't be Teddy. Don't Teddy Bridgewater, my boy. Yeah. You know, like keep it, keep it simple. I thought this made total sense. Yeah. You know, I thought this was number one, still competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Number oh, two, yeah. still highlighted some players' pretty fucking phenomenal abilities. Mm-hmm. And number three, everybody clearly was into it and cared a lot. The fact that Peyton Manning is out there arguing with a fucking ref at the end of the game <laughs> is just like, this is some fucking bullshit. Like, these, they cared about this. This is all we wanted. The Pro Bowl games have always been like, uh, who gives it? We're not going full out. But, like, in the third game, the third, you know, of the flag football, game, football games, yeah. that, was, that was some shit. Yeah. They were ready to go, you know, uh, What's his name? Miles Garrett uh, dislocated his, his toe. toe in some of this. Yeah. Um, here's the rundown. I have uh, precision passing is what you saw there. Yeah. Instead of them running around the thing that was throwing at the targets, we've seen that um, in things years before. Yeah. We and we've seen that in things before too. It, they they had fun ways of doing it. The little targets of the force sliding down the sides and things. And uh, I thought uh, the of the guys of the quarterbacks throwing it Huntley. Showed up. Huntley had a good game. I was first of all, I was like, "Why is Huntley there for the Pro Bowl? Are we really, really talking about this AFC?" But when you go through, you know, Joe Burrow not going to come and Josh Allen not going to come, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're you're down the list of ways. Um, 
then give it up for the Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr to be coming into the Pro Bowl in the stadium of the team that's like, thank you for your time here, but it's been enough. You're not worth it. Oh, by the way, you're joining the best, pro, you know, the best of the best Pro Bowl. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Clearly it's your fault. Yeah, it's got to be the weirdest situation. And then he dominated this precision passing game. Lit it up. He's always had the arm talent, man. We have we have always been a big fan of the Derek Carr arm talent. That has never been in question. Yeah. You know, he's he's a guy that's actually able to throw the ball behind his back for like 30 yards. The arm talent is fucking real, and it was on display. He's not washed by any stretch of the imagination, but he just needs to go to a team that's, you know, more competitive. Um, it's not like they didn't give him weapons. It's just, you know. He's visiting. I, I don't think it was well coordinated. The Saints, but uh, this is the long off season, so we'll see what happens. Um, they did. Also, can we fact about they, they had Ray Lewis as a D coordinator and DeMarcus Ware as the D coordinators? I loved most of the coaching setup. I mean, the Manning thing, they had the little commercials and stuff leading up. The Pro Bowl was fun. It's the brotherly rivals leading into a brotherly rival Super Bowl. It's perfect. But the Mannings, if the NFL does this right, give those two guys as much money as you can. Give the whole Manning family everything oh, yeah. and money and whatever you can because they are two very charming, very smart football minds that can run any of this stuff you've put out in front of them. is amazing. They are the closest the NFL has to improvisers. That's true, too. Like, they are just one. They have a natural rapport with each other, mm-hmm. so you're not worried about that. You're not worried about them getting like into a situation where they're like, "Wow, Eli's making more money than me." It's like, <laughs> no, you guys are fine. Uh, you guys are both fucking loaded. It's okay. Um, and Eli's fucking funny as shit. Like Eli's funny. Peyton's always been funny, but Eli is hilarious. Yeah. So it's just a good. They got a good setup. This is also one of those things that made sense to bring in the two girls that were you know on the flag football teams. Um, and bring them in as offensive coordinators because, like, really, no quarterback is going to listen to any offensive coordinator in the Pro Bowl. Well, then they had uh, uh, Snoop Dogg and um, uh, what's his name, SNL, uh, Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson there, and even Pete Davidson's like, "Why am I here? What do I do?" Yeah. And it's very true. I don't but know why you did. That's what this should be. True. You know, the Pro Bowl. If you're if you're not going to do it as a, you know, Hawaiian like paradise like look at this amazing after the season we're all having a good time if you're going to do it as part of the lead up to the super bowl fill it with stars make it a ton of fucking fun yeah you know make it a ton of legitimate fun so let me run and i thought this game did that let me run down other stuff they did for the weekend they'd had a water balloon toss you can nix that for next year that's about the one thing yeah just just nix it uh, a jugs catch was pretty fun because it was the O line mostly the O line guys, and you know once you caught one ball you couldn't put it down, so you had to like try yeah. to figure out a way to hold three and catch a fourth, and so that was a blast. Um, dunk tank that just dumped confetti. That was meh. Yeah. Uh, dodgeball. The kid they love dodgeball. The guys love it's good. when they play that. Yeah, and it gets very competitive, so they can keep playing that one. We had a longest drive in golf i guess um seems like it's didn't make sense it's a little off the sport but okay um and then there was a couple best catch things they played a best catch game during uh the between the uh the flag football games where it was like Diggs and uh st brown jumping off of uh trampolines it had a uh, slam dunk feel nfl slam dunk yes. contest feel they were rating them and stuff like that and i think you could do that same kind of thing. Why not? Slam dunk contest got big because people got really uh, 
um, elaborate. Yeah, and crazy. yeah, they got the uh, uh, this. Those aren't the words I'm looking for, but you're correct in that. Um, so if if more people get more creative in it than it is, then they're gonna you'll see that get bigger. Uh, and then they had sure. a bets catch thing around Vegas where they had guys like jumping off pools and Justin Jefferson's catching a pass off the Eiffel Tower. Uh, well, the Eiffel Tower looking thing in, in Vegas. Um, <laughs> what, my question is, it was weird that the two quarterbacks, the two quarterbacks chosen to throw those balls uh, in these little vignettes, Jimmy Clausen and Matt Leinart. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Are these the best of colleges guys? Or <laughs> yeah, and Jimmy Clausen wasn't even that great in college. His second round draft pick. You can make an argument that Matt Leiner, but I mean, this isn't L.A. You know, I don't know. The, the only difference is there's like no great Vegas QBs. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, and then finally, uh, oh, move the chains where the weights had to pull off there. And they're dragging these uh, chains down the thing. Um, AFC team had a plan on that and won that one for that reason. And then they had that gridiron gauntlet, which was like a, a relay of uh, running through walls and up and down things, things like that. So, yeah, with that and the flag football game that uh, was threefold in a weird way, maybe that was a little too much, cause, but that way you got every, every quarterback got a full game. Um it was yeah. It was a fun game. I think you, what you saw mostly, NFL, uh, the the people who participated in it enjoyed it, and I think for the most part, from what I saw from like message boards and stuff, most fans did. Oh yeah, I have a couple tweaks. Please, just a few. Yeah. Tell us what they did wrong. Just a few. Uh, number one, I need head-to-head competitions of raw feats. I need to know exactly how much faster Tyreek Hill is than everybody else set those motherfuckers on a line and give them a 40 you don't have to time the 40 i mean people will naturally time the 40 but i want to see these dudes straight up fucking race each other i also want to see freakish shit like larry allen used to do where they would put the fucking 225s on him and the dude would rock it out like 50 times get me some big strong hog mollies throwing up plates that's what i want i want (laughs) feats of strength i want these people to show America, how freakish they are. We've seen you know? foot races uh, off the field where, where yeah, nobody gets upset. But who would they get upset about deadlifts and about uh, how many reps and stuff? I know you do that for your uh, combines and stuff, but I don't know about it for a competition uh, offside, the side there. Well, very... Very simply, right? You could say it's not the amount of reps. Maybe it's the total weight. Who's the strongest man in the NFL? That's yeah. You don't think somebody up. wants the title of strongest man in the NFL, mm. fastest man in the NFL? Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, they do. And you don't you don't get to have the conversation of I'm the strongest man in the NFL. Did you make the Pro Bowl? Oh, you didn't. Well, then you don't get to show mm. up. You know, because then your strength is useless. But if you made the Pro Bowl, let's see if you're the fastest. If you made the Pro Bowl, let's see if you're the strongest. If you made the Pro Bowl. Let's see if you're the smartest. Yeah. Take a Wonderlick test live <laughs> on air. That's what I want to see. I want to go back to the scouting routes so you can differentiate yourself. Nice. Okay. Well, there you go. So Pro Bowl games made quite an adjustment, um, and weirdly enough, pretty close to what was uh, requested on this very podcast just a few seasons ago. You're welcome, <laughs> NFL. You're welcome. Um, now, now, if you know they're listening, if they put in the following changes that I requested. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. And, and also a Jeopardy-style NFL history round. Ooh, 
where the where the players actually like you know Peyton Manning would love that shit. He'd love to host yeah. it, you know. But like real solid fucking uh, NFL trivia. There's a lot of stuff on TikTok of guys having real fun trivia games, yep. and you can just take a couple of those and and make the players right. do it. See how much they actually know about the sport they play. Go back to like 60s, 70s guys, and you got Bill Belichick there wanting to play. Get oh yeah, Ooh, Belichick will be all over that shit. Right. They love that. Um, yeah, so you make there you go. There's some there's some options there to make the Pro Bowl games even more fun. And then we know you're listening now. So now that we got your ear, we're gonna fill it with just more smart ideas. <laughs> um, that folks, that's the news. That's what we got uh, leading into uh, this week. It was it again. You know, no football, and and this Super Bowl this Sunday marks the end. It's very again bittersweet. Um. To say goodbye uh, would just be too easy, though. So, Dan, we're not going to go anywhere, are we? No, sir, we are not. After the Super Bowl, we will obviously discuss it. We'll uh, spend a good time talking about um, what's weird in this is it's Eagles Chiefs. Um, We have done this podcast here many seasons, and we like to do that State of the League episode with a couple of our uh, favorite guests, uh, Garrett and Todd, and they are our Chiefs and Eagles fans. So, you know, these guys are um, not sleeping very good this week, and their <laughs> excitement is knots in their stomach. Yeah. One of them is going to be sleeping like a baby on Monday, but uh, the other one filled with uh, blood hatred. I don't know. I don't know if you do sleep after the soup. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine it, as I have never experienced, that uh, after the game is over on Sunday, win or lose – your blood pressure and your, you know, in your head probably, <laughs> probably not a lot of sleep when you're getting at least that day. You just probably I, whether I think you're you going do. into the public or not on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you do get some sleep. It just it happens at like four in the yes, morning. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, with either celebration or defeat, but certainly inebriated in certain in some way. Um, so leading up to you guys, good luck. Good luck to our friends. And uh, here it is, Super Bowl LVII. I hope it ends with a blast. Um, this game so far, what we have is uh, I don't know if Michael Hardman's playing. He said he was doubtful last I heard. Doesn't sound like he'll be in the game for the Chiefs. But it does sound like Mahomes' ankle uh, is feeling good. That's what he's saying. Of course, that's what he'd say. Um, we have that uh, Brothers Super Bowl. And I've got that the uh, all-time Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs are three and zero over Jason Kelsey and the Eagles. Yeah, of them playing each other, uh, and then the presser happened too, and Michael Irvin is just kind of awkward. <laughs> Michael Irvin is insane. Yeah. Let's let's never forget that the man is insane. Um, but yeah, this is Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl Louis Dan. Your thoughts on this? Uh, just you know, baseline thoughts of. Of the Super Bowl, I think it's a good matchup. You know, we're we're talking about the absolute hype machine. You know, greatest show on turf level offense of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the grinded out, matching the spirit of their city, Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's a great matchup. I think anybody that's got an issue with this matchup um, hasn't really dug into the particulars of the way these two teams match up. I think it's going to be a fucking hoot, man. Yep. Um, I feel like. I thought of this mostly one way. I don't see it being um, that much of a defensive struggle. These are two teams that have very good defenses, but if you looked at their seasons, they can put up points, and they usually put up oh, yeah. a lot of points. Um, it'll probably start out 
kind of slow, the feeling each other out, uh, figuring out what the, each of them can do. But I think by the second half, you're going to see a lot, a lot of drives, a lot of long drives ending in touchdowns. I've got my prediction. I'm going to give it to you now, Dan. I say Chiefs 27, Eagles 31. I think the Philadelphia Eagles Ooh. win this Super Bowl. Um, just uh, I think the, uh, the Chiefs' um, offensive line have some problem with that, that front for the Eagles. I think they blitz very well. And then I think um, Mahomes will push one or two things where he shouldn't, and the Eagles take advantage of just being smarter, keeping the ball on the ground, and not making a lot of mistakes. I'm going to give you my prediction, and it is Chiefs <laughs> 24, oh. Eagles 20. Okay. I was expecting from you like a 30 to nothing or something like that, but that sounds <laughs> that sounds like you gave it some thought. I did. So it, it comes down to two things. The Eagles offense is very, very good, but one of the things that I believe they're going to struggle with is Chris Jones on the interior. Oh, yeah. The way they tend to function the way the eagles tend to function very well is if if you don't have an overwhelming force in the middle of the defense they're running to the middle of the defense and it's very hard it's like body blows right but if you have a guy like chris jones that can not only get pressure but can stop the run in the center of that defense it forces the eagles to go to the outside where they don't necessarily have the fastest running backs and wide receivers They've got good technically sound wide receivers and running backs but they're not exactly the fastest dudes the Chiefs' defense is underrated for their speed. So if the Chiefs can force the Eagles to get outside a little bit, I think that really evens things up for them defensively. If Chris Jones goes down with an injury, all of this is for naught. Um, but I think the Chiefs are built well to stop the run in the center of the line. And that's where the Eagles like to do most of their business. I mean, I agree with you. Chris Jones is an X factor in this game. He has to be, and he's been all season. He, But he's just one guy. That uh, option uh, run that they have, where he can, you know, Hertz can keep it or give it. It's going to be tough because Chris Jones can only be one place, um, and he's got to have somebody else, to, yeah, to, to really make those plays there. Uh, if the Chiefs do win this one, um, everybody's talking about how much Pacheco's been a weapon this uh, postseason for him. They're running with him a whole lot more. They're kind of leaning on that. I think it's going to be a more like McKinnon game, uh, throwing out of the backfield type of thing. He's, they're going to go to the air. They're going to try to get balls in the open. And uh, because I think that you've got to get the ball out faster against this defense. From what I saw, um, San Francisco, New York, and then those are probably worse offensive lines, uh, questionable. There wasn't a lot of time. There was not a lot of time back there. Sure. I, I will say the number one X factor over Chris Jones, over, you know, anybody on the Eagles is very simply Andy Reid versus the bye week. <laughs> yes. We need to remember this. We, like, we kind of stopped talking about how good Andy Reid was with more time to prepare after he won the Super Bowl because we're like, oh, Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, he's just really, really great. The dude's record after bye weeks, when he has more time to prepare, it is batman level good mm -hmm. you know that old expression you know who'd win in a fight this person or batman with a week to prepare and the answer is always batman with a week to prepare because right. he's just the fucking best 
that's kind of how it is with facing Andy Reid after a bye week. The guy just has something for you. You know, he's always got something dialed up that is going to, you know, going to create problems for you. Andy Reid is 27 and 4 after a bye week. That is a ludicrous record. That's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. Um, Andy Reid is what he's walking in one and one in Super Bowls. One and one, but he did have the Donovan McNabb Super Bowl where he was throwing up in the huddle. Uh, and it wasn't like the Chiefs got blown out in that game, or the, sorry, the Eagles got blown out in that game. It's just McNabb just wasn't ready. Well, wasn't uh, couldn't get it done. Uh, Owens came back on like a broken leg in that one too. He did. Yeah, yeah, that was a. You remember who broke his leg? No. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys, baby. That was Roy <laughs> Williams broke that motherfucker's leg. Uh, he was out. Yeah, most of the second half of that season, and they still found their way into the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a that was a fun game, but. Um, the, uh, he didn't get it done there. He gets it done back in 2020 over the Rams. Uh, and here we are back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, so Pat Mahomes wins this one. Are we talking about him as – I mean, we were already basically giving him best quarterback in the league. Is he – I know. I think he yeah, is. This I, isn't I think not Pat much Mahomes on the line. has been. It's just more about his uh, career as it ends. Yeah, because you got to remember this – a second – win here, right, mm-hmm. is very different from the narrative that was happening with, with Brady's early career, which is, ah, Brady's being elevated by a pretty fucking good team. Right. At 27 years old, with two Super Bowls, Patrick Mahomes would have as many Super Bowls as Brady did by the time he was 27. That's crazy. Yeah. Think about that for a fucking second. And then he will have probably another 10 years in the league minimum, right, to set some sort of a difference. And I think if Pat Mahomes gets to four Super Bowls, or heaven forbid, five Super Bowls, and is the driving force behind all of them, we maybe have a conversation about GOAT. Now, this is early. It's cart before the horse. But the the number one chance anybody has of catching and surpassing Tom Brady Super currently Bowls. belongs to Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And uh, a second Super Bowl would finally get Pat Mahomes over at least one big hurdle, and that's that Joe Flacco hurdle. So at least he's got that. <laughs> Once, this yeah. Sunday. Because right now, clearly Joe Flacco better. I mean, you know. <laughs> they both have the Super Bowl wins. Um, so. You know, and yeah, he's right behind Trent Dilfer all time. You got to remember, he's tied with Trent Dilfer. Betting odds in this game, very close right now. It's Philly by 1.5. Um, the total points expected 51. So it's your over under for that. If if you're betting guys, we don't usually talk the, 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 the betting lines in these games and anything, but, um, these are two teams that are both what? 16 and three. Yep. Oh, this is, this is one of my crazy stats. So sorry. Gotta get ahead of it. Both uh, Eagles and chiefs 16 and three this year with total points of 546. Both of them. Wow. Yeah, exactly. The The Eagles' offense has been underrated with how good they mm-hmm. are, and the Chiefs' defense has been underrated with how good they are. Well, and I, So that's that's the weird I thing. I saw a uh, just a clip art of, um, I think it was starting offensives on both sides and where they came from. Um, the entire Philadelphia Eagles, and it couldn't have been said for the Chiefs, but the entire Philadelphia Eagles were draft picks, except for A.J. Brown, who came from the Titans in the trade. Yeah. Everyone else, entire offensive line, running back, starters, that is, 
draft picks for the Eagles. So that's impressive huh. in its own. I'll be damned. Um, yeah. Okay. So we gave our uh, picks for the Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl Louis. Obviously, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, other than the betting odds, it's going to be – oh, okay. It's in uh, Arizona. That is uh, State Farm Stadium. We talked about that. Uh, Scottsdale, right? Scottsdale, Arizona? Yeah, not uh, Phoenix so, anymore. Yeah. And the halftime show will be Rihanna. Which Rihanna is my jam. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! A lot of her, yeah. The stu- recent stuff coming out is pretty good. Uh, I saw um, Apple Music had a commercial there of them singing a Rihanna song. A bunch of uh, uh, NFL super fans singing it. It's pretty fun commercial. So, so I mean, I will tell you this: uh, Umbrella is fine. It's it's got a beat. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we found love in hopeless place. You can't. I mean, yeah. that thing is fucking great. That was the one That's, they're singing, uh, yeah. Where Have You Been? Phenomenal. And let's be honest, S&M, it works for everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, and let's not forget, Rihanna is the singer of Bitch Better Have My Money. Mm. She actually came out with a song that was popular, and the name of the song was <laughs> Bitch Better Have My Money. Fantastic. Do we, well do done, we hear that on Fox here this Sunday? I'm questioning it, but we'll see. I oh I would love it, I would love it. I I think the lineup is gonna be. I, I think the she's gonna want to play one of her new songs, which uh, I mean one came out with, uh, who was it? The Black Panther soundtrack, which I didn't think was phenomenal, um, but I think S and M probably gets played at some point, um, and I think they probably. End with we found love in a hopeless place. Sometimes it's guest stars too. So other people that can join her on stage hit some of their songs for a little montage or whatever. So we'll s- I'm gonna guess not Chris Brown. <laughs> Ouch! No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna guess he's not allowed. Um, we'll see. We'll see on Sunday. Um, Dan, um, you, you got three young ones there uh, Sunday. Do you have any plans for the Super Bowl? Uh, we do. We're having the in-laws over. There you go. Um, we're gonna order some pizzas. We're gonna we're gonna tuck in, and I'm gonna see if I can get one or both of my in laws to put my kids to sleep, so I don't have to miss any Super Bowl. Hey, that would be a Super Bowl miracle. Um, that would be great. Yeah, if anything, we'll probably do about the same. In laws over here and watch watch the game. Uh, put the guy down, and you know, before Rihanna gets going, I guess. Um, it's weird uh, starting time there. The the five thirty Central Standard our time kickoff. Puts you at a at an odd spot where, you know, can we just line it up, please, with the uh, President's Weekend or whatever the the holiday is that some of us get off on Monday? Because <laughs> we're almost there, I think. It'd be so. I mean, we just need it. Like the Monday after the Super Bowl, absolutely should be. Yeah. A day or it should have moved this. It, it, there's no reason. Could have moved this game to Saturday, right? We talked about that too, as an option. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that. Super Bowl belongs on a Sunday. You know, a Super Bowl belongs on a Sunday. We had. I will say that just for no logical reason. <laughs> I agree with you. For no logical reason. Whatever the Super it takes Bowl to get the day out. Yeah, and, and then you have to give us the Monday off then. So, yeah, I'm okay with That's that. That's what I'm saying. Let's let's not let you know the bourgeoisie push football to Saturday so they don't have to give us an extra day off. Just give us the fucking day yeah. off. Just pay us yeah, for we're it. We're good for it's it. the way to go. Um. All right. Well, guys. Everybody, enjoy the Super Bowl. That's what we got for this week's uh, episode of the Push Off Podcast. Um, 
when no real games kick off and you got the Pro Bowl games going through, this this is this is what you got. So, but Super Bowl Louis kicking off here this Sunday. Uh, Chiefs Eagles, no matter what, have fun. We'll hit up what happened in the game, how, what we think of halftime, what we think of the commercials. We cover it all, and so come back next week to hear about all that here at the Push Off Podcast. Um, yeah, Dan, anything more uh, on that on the big game? Uh, it's just exciting, man. I mean, this is, we talk about it a lot, this is the foundation of the faith. Um, I think n- whichever team wins this game, everybody leading up to this, oh, the Eagles haven't been tested, the Eagles haven't been tested, this is a fucking test, yeah. right? So if the Eagles wind up winning this thing, hey, it, there's there's no questions in my mind that they were the best team in the NFL this year. If the Chiefs wind up winning this game, there's no doubt in my mind they were the best team in the NFL. So this is what I'm looking for. This is... You know, nobody skated their way in. The Eagles were great pole to pole. The Chiefs were great pole to pole. Chiefs beat all comers, and the Eagles beat all comers. We settle it Sunday. It's fucking phenomenal. I can't there wait. There we go. Um, when we are done with this season, 2022's uh, Super Bowl, we move on to the uh, prospects. We are starting with what prospect class, Dan? We're going to kick it off with the QBs, baby. Yeah. That's right. We're going to get all our scouting in uh, ahead of time. You know, everybody, all these QBs are going to fluctuate. You know, they're going to slide up and down, and the rankings you're going to get guys that are top five picks that actually wind up being third-round guys. Same thing that happened last year. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so we'll talk about these guys. Uh, but I think this class is a little bit thicker than last year, though, um, when it comes to quarterbacks. For QBs, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot, lot more prospects uh in the first round at QB position. Mel Kuyper does not like this draft. Is that right at he has, all? He has said he does not like this draft. He doesn't think it's very deep. From what I've seen so far, I'm going to disagree with Mel Kuyper. I'd love me some Mel Kuyper, but I think the QBs in this are pretty good. Um, but we're going to find out. I, you know, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe after a deep dive, I agree with Mel. All right. Uh, so you guys are going to want to come on back for that. That'll be in two weeks. We've got a whole plan here set up for you guys because that's what we do. We entertain the people. Um, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for joining another episode of the push off podcast. I've got crazy stats. I already used the one about the Eagles Chiefs, So I only got one more, Dan, but it's a little, little quiz here for you. I just want to pick your brain. Uh, NFL throwback. I believe it was that, uh, uh, one for YouTube released a, uh, a montage of their top three best games of 2022. This past season we just had. Can you take a guess, Dan, of what these games were this year? I got to think your Vikings are probably on there with the big-ass comeback. Vikings-Colts game was not one of the three of the uh, games of the the year. But let me tell you, there is one of the Vikings games on this one, and there is a Cowboys game on this one. Hmm. God, it better not be Cowboys-Buccaneers. I'd be real bummed. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) That would suck. Uh, let's see. Who's which is the Vikings game? Vikings at Bills. That was pretty good. It's it's that kind of being solid. heralded as one of the best yeah of this uh 2022. It was it was the one they ended the the video with. Um your Cowboys one? You want you got any guesses on these? Uh I'm going to I'm going to sadly guess it was Jacksonville. Oh, no. It was the Cowboys at Eagles with the Oh. Yeah, uh, Minshew starting there, but it was they they picked that one to show. 
And then yeah, I didn't I didn't love it just because I were playing a backup guy. In my head, I was like, I know we beat him, but it wasn't like yeah, you know, they didn't they weren't fully staffed. I get that. Yeah. And then the other one uh, of the three was Chiefs at Bengals. The Bengals win that they beat the Chiefs with. So Uh, those were their uh, considered best games of 2022. So if you guys want to go back and relive any of them, those those are what they believe are the best from the regular season. Uh, that's what I got, Dan. That's what we got for the Push Off Podcast this week. Will you please uh, wrap it all up with some parting words of wisdom? We find out what this whole season was for in just a couple more days. Hold on tight and get yourself a good game plan for your snacks, everybody. I mean, just if you don't have a snack game plan in the Super Bowl, you're like, eh, we'll just find something in the cupboard. Not a good idea. You need something that people can snack on, like a hearty dip, uh, you know, and some chips. You need some You need some stuff that's, you know, just like, hey, I can get it if I want to. And then you got to have a couple courses, right? You got to have a, a meaty thing like a pizza or some sort of main entree. And then you have to have some sort of heated hors d'oeuvre, right? You don't you don't want to just come in there with, like, chips and soda. Like, fuck, <laughs> throw some effort in here. You know, if you want to do sliders, pork sliders, that's a great option. Something good, that's a main entree. If you want to do sliders as a as an appetizer, my God, good for you. Beanie weenies, always a great option. You can keep them in a crock pot, keep those little fucking, uh, you know, toothpicks right next to them. There's so many things you can do for your Super Bowl food. If you don't have a plan, you know, don't be surprised when people don't come back next year. Yeah. I mean, America knows how to put it up, and, and we're talking mid-February. It's bad cold weather outside, and everybody's in front of the boob tube. Uh, you're going to fill up with some uh, some greasy foods, and you're not going to move very much eats. that day. You're going to enjoy yourself. I love my children. I love my children. I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. But I'm just waiting for them to get a little bit older so I can start having people over again for the Super Bowl. Because right now it's not conducive. But when my kids are like seven, like nine for the eldest and the twins are seven, we're having people over. It's going to be a party. There's going to be 40 motherfuckers up in this house because it's church. (laughs) Football is church in this house. I'll be there. Can't wait. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're, that's we're years away, and the invite is formally extended. Anybody, any listeners to the foot, the Push Off podcast, <laughs> in about four years, you're welcome over for another. And I, you know, I'm going to do up the meats and the treats and the you know all the dishes and the candies. We're going to have candies too. You got to have the sweets in with the. Oh, sandwiches. wonderful! All right, everybody. Well, enjoy this season's Super Bowl, everybody. Enjoy this week. Uh, I, I I, I want to thank you once again for listening. Uh, tell your friends. I'm Scott. And this is Dan. Enjoy Super Bowl, Louie, and we will see you after. Goodbye. Maybe in four years, Cowboys and fucking Vikings will actually be in one.